This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 798, Flashback, Marvel vs. DC. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 798. It's, a, it's another flashback episode, this time to Marvel vs. DC, that, uh, that that miniseries that happened a long time ago, um, which is crazy because it doesn't feel that long ago to me, but uh, technically speaking, uh, it was a four-issue miniseries that came out back in uh, April to May 1996, so I would have been, I'm trying to think, 12 years old, uh, or 12 and a half years old. Now, I don't think I read all of it for years and to this day actually I think I only own issue 3 which is weird um, it was the only issue I was ever able to get my hands on back at the time uh, but it was, a, it was a fun little book what I did get to read more of was the Amalgam titles I remember having a bunch of those and then when they did the second wave of Amalgam I think they weren't as big a hit and I think um, I think there was a I think around the time of Underworld Unleashed uh, or something around there. There was uh, these cards that were given out to different comic book stores, and you would scratch them. Anyways, the, the comic store I was at, they would give kind of some freebies or free giveaways, if depending on what you got. I, this is my vague recollection. This would have been prior to '98, um, I think. Anyway, anyways, they. Uh, I remember getting a bunch of the second wave of Malcolm books there because they were just kind of given away as as these freebies for if you won something uh, or on a scratch ticket. And again, these are weird memories because I can't quite remember all of it um, but I always enjoyed Marvel vs. DC I, I, and Malcolm really I really enjoyed and I'll probably do a separate uh, flashback episode about that at some point but there's something really special about the fact that we ever even got uh, a DC comics, DC versus Marvel comics um, which is what I guess issues 1 and 4 were and uh, Marvel comics versus DC which is issues 2 to 3 and again I'm trying to remember if they're on newsstands or not, they must have been, because how would I have ever found issue three unless I happened to be at a comic book store just when issue three was there but didn't see any of the others, which is possible. I mean, I wasn't going to comic book stores with any real regularity at that point in time. Um, but it's, you know, it's kind of an, a nice little, you know, antique, not antique, um, a rarity from a weird period, an, an artifact, more or less, because... You know, you wouldn't get that now. I mean, especially during the 2000s when it felt like Marvel and DC were very much at, at loggerheads. I mean, after you had Avengers uh, Avengers JLA, it felt like we were never going to get any kind of uh, crossover projects again. And it's, it's interesting to kind of remember that in the 90s, they did tons of them. Uh, there's what, Green Lantern, Silver Surfer, I believe, was one. Uh, there was, a, uh, was it Superman and Hulk, I think it was. And, like, there, there was a ton of these books just being, you know, thrown out. And... These days, it's it's hard to even imagine it um, because, again, they were so at odds for so long that even the idea of having a book that kind of brought them together was so, so you know, not something you would ever see um, these days. But once upon a time, it did. And, you know, it led to some great stuff. It also led to, you know, some crazy stuff um, that would never happen again either. Uh, the fact that you had fan voting in the way it was that was by mail, um, you know, some battles were kind of predetermined and some were, you know, not. Um, 
I remember like there was trading cards that were with it that uh, had battles that didn't actually take place in the in the comic, but which was cool. There was a, a Captain Marvel versus Captain Marvel, for example, back when Shazam was still called Captain Marvel uh, in the comic. Um, some fun stuff, uh, some interesting combinations of characters. It takes place in kind of a weird period. Issue one has uh, pencils by Dan Jurgens and Claudio, uh, Claudio Castellini. Uh, I think Dan Jurgens did. I'm just looking at it now. Pages one eight and seventeen to twenty four. Uh, Claudio Castellini did pages 9 to 16 and 25 to 32, which is crazy. Um, it's interesting at the time that you know Dan Jurgens was, was working for Marvel, even though we think of him a little bit more as a DC guy in terms of how long he worked on Superman. But you know he, he was doing the Ben Reilly Spider-Man, which is technically the Spider-Man we get in the series, which is, again, a little bit crazy because his hair is off here. Uh, he ends up pretending to be Peter Parker. It's a little bit bananas. Um you have you know uh, like you have I'm just trying to remember how the issue starts you have Spider-Man kind of starts the issue he meets the Joker the Joker's like you're not the Spider-Man I met before because they'd already had a crossover with Peter Parker before you know the clone stock had kind of took over um crazy stuff some fun art in this issue though I got like a quick shot of like Superman versus uh, Juggernaut you don't even really get to see them fight uh, you just kind of know that it happened because uh, Juggernaut disappeared from where he was, shows up, you know, punching the Daily Planet. He's like, where'd I go? And he kind of turns around and there's Superman. And then that's kind of it. Um, it's just nice to kind of put all the characters together. But again, looking back on it, because it's such an artifact of the 90s, you know, the Hulk that goes there is the Professor Hulk before he gets unmoored, uh, right before Onslaught. Um, Superboy is kind of in his very lecherous, not lecherous phase, but very teenage boy phase. Uh, him and Tana uh, hanging out in Hawaii. Um, Lobo was Lobo. Again, the X-Men were, you know, in their 90s phase. You had Kyle Rayner as Green Lantern. Uh, Thor was in his kind of crazy armor um, because he hadn't quite gone to the complete um, uh, just uh, bare-chested look yet. Uh, Aquaman had his uh, metal arm, sorry, metal sheath on one arm and a hook hand, uh, sorry, harpoon on the other. Uh, Namor had like his super long ponytail going on. Catwoman is in her classic kind of Jim Baylor look. Uh, Quicksilver in his kind of uh, white and, I guess, gray episode, um, design. Um, yeah, Bullseye threatens like Robin here, which is, you know, interesting. And then he fights against Batman. Really interesting stuff and combination of characters as you have the Marvel and DC universes start to kind of meld together. And you get a lot of quick hits of what it would look like to see, you know, Punisher fighting Deathstroke or Etrigan the Demon fighting Ghost Rider. Like, really fun, cool stuff. Weirder stuff, too, like Doctor Doom versus Shazam, uh, Batman versus Venom, um, Firestorm fighting Human Torch, and Martian Manager fighting The Thing, uh, I guess Doctor Strange and Starman. Like, really weird kind of combinations uh, uh hawkman and, and archangel uh, supergirl and uh and she hulk like just even seeing shots of these characters kind of teaming up is so interesting and different um anyways it was just a, such a fun weird event and the idea that you're you know you're gonna vote on on some of these you know hulk versus superman superboy versus spider-man wolverine versus lobo batman versus captain america wonder woman versus storm you're gonna you're gonna get to vote on these um which is, again, kind of bananas, too. And if you look at it, actually, I, I never really looked at this before. Um, there were alternative voting methods if you weren't going to... Which is kind of crazy that you were going to c- c- 
cut out your ballot in your comic. Like, you know, people are collectors at this point. The fact that maybe this was to, to drive up, you know, sales. So you'd have one that would be mint and one would have this cut out ballot. But you could actually uh, email your votes um, to the uh, the AOL ballot box of your choice, which is kind of crazy. Like, I love it. Um, they, 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 they did this. Uh, such a weird, you know, period to be experimenting with this type of stuff and actually kind of show your, you know, your, your universe is colliding. Uh, that first issue is really just about setting the stakes, um, putting, you know, mashing all these characters together and, you know, setting up the idea that, you know, these two universes are at odds. Having Thanos, you know, against uh, Darkseid is an awesome kind of image. Uh, Bane versus Ca- uh, Captain America is obviously very cool. Um, you know, the fact that suddenly because they're in something that's owned by Warner Brothers, uh, you know, character people walk in, they're looking for X-Men stuff, and they find all these Warner Brothers stuff instead, which is kind of a, a funny funny touch uh, as well. Um, yeah, so the great stuff. Again, you have a weird version of Nightwing because he still has the, the long ponytails. He's fighting against Gambit. And a lot of these quick hits end up being on the cards, um, which is fun, too. You get to see... Uh, Wolverine and Gambit steal the Batmobile, which is hilarious. Uh, you got this burgeoning relationship uh, coming between Robin and Jubilee. You know the two kind of female, the two psychic characters, one male, one female. Uh, you got these two universes coming against each other. Um, you have this really interesting kind of battle between uh, Shazam and Thor, where first they they pray. Um, you know, which is interesting, kind of their you know godlike characters, or you know the way that those characters are built. Uh, they have a pretty you know cool fight, and then you have uh, Diana picking up uh, the the hammer of Thor and getting super powered. You got uh, Submariner fighting Aquaman. I never really liked that one in terms of who won, but uh, the the Quicksilver uh, Flash fight I kind of got more that. You know, Flash is not nearly as fast. Sorry, Flash is much faster than Quicksilver. Um, but the idea that, you know, the way to immobilize Namor, considering everything he's been through in his life, is uh, a whale falling on top of him is kind of ridiculous and a little bit frustrating. But, you know, it's... It, people wanted it to be this definitive thing about these characters fighting each other. It was never going to be that. It was going to be this fun experiment, and some characters were going to win, some were going to lose uh, in such a way. Issue 3 had a great splash page where you had, like, uh, Iron Man and Steel kind of in a... Everyone's in kind of similar poses, so you can have an idea of some of the characters that would have fought each other. Like, again, uh, you have Captain Marvel or Legacy at this point. Uh, or at least, was he Legacy and then Captain Marvel? I can't even remember. Versus Shazam, you had... Again, some of the more marquee battles are in this uh, this big um, two page spread. But you have you know other ones like Cyborg Superman and and um, Doctor Doom. You have uh, Black Widow and Black Canary. Uh, you have again uh, Green Arrow, uh, Connor Hawk versus Hawkeye in his like the crossing costume. Like again, such a fascinating inner artifact of you know what everyone looked like at this point. Like Cyborg Superman was in his weird red metal phase, uh, not maybe what we think of most when we think of those characters. Um, seeing, you know, Captain Marvel lose to Thor, I was fine with. Always thought it was dumb the way that Aquaman beat the Namor. Um, Flash beating Quicksilver always kind of felt like, yeah, that was going to happen. Um, Jubilee versus Robin always felt like, a, like that's <laughs> Robin so much more experienced and, and uh, would take that battle. Um, seeing the Silver Surfer take on Green Lantern always felt like a, it was a very quick battle, but cool. Um, just kind of see Silver Server take him out. Um, you have uh, Electra take out Catwoman. 
Um, and then you have uh, the, the probably the most contested people are most annoyed with is the fact that off panel we see Wolverine supposedly take a Lobo, which I think people were always really pissed at. Uh, also, Wonder Woman fighting uh, Storm, but Storm is obviously much more popular at this point. Uh, so Storm actually beats Wonder Woman, which again is kind of ludicrous. Um, so, you know, Spider Man is able to take out Superboy, and you know that's probably you know one of them is a lot more uh, experienced than the other. It's not that outside the realm to imagine that would happen. Um, Superman fighting the Hulk, you know, it's it's very easy to be like, yeah, okay, Superman wins when it's not even like the most powerful version of the Hulk. But uh, if it was Savage Hulk, I think you'd have more people wanting to know. Uh, Captain America and Batman are kind of the most evenly matched, and ostensibly Batman wins. But it, they they made it in such a way that it was kind of more of a draw. Um, and then you led into the Amalgam Age of Comics, which I'll talk about in a future episode and kind of looking at how crazy and wonky that was, both with the first wave and the second wave. And you had issue four of uh, DC versus Marvel, all about, well, okay, now you have all these Amalgam characters, how do we rip them apart? And uh, you have this Access character who I guess technically is owned by both companies, I believe. Um, and they you know, have to, these two warring universes uh, eventually end up on, you know, coming to a resolution and uh, everyone is put back in the proper universe and, you know, access is the way it is. And, uh, yeah, it's such a fascinating thing that this ever happened, um, which is just, again, still bananas that we ever got a comic that melded together, brought these two universes together, and did kind of a big, you know, who would win in these battles? Um, obviously, years later, we would get uh, JLA versus Avengers, which was also a giant jam project. I would say infinitely more enjoyable, just because the the story was more of a story uh, as opposed to more of a, a plot, just kind of contrivance to get these characters to fight each other. And the art, uh, I would say, was a lot. Not, nothing against the artists who were involved in this book, but when you have George Perez doing all the Avengers and all the um, JLA members, you got to give it to George Perez. Uh, it's just the way it works. Anyways, that has been our, our, our kind of flashback. As, as a kid, as, again, I read mainly issue three a lot. I love that issue. That's the one I remember the most. I remember reading Friends issues of one, two, and I guess four. Um, and again, reading some of those Malcolm books as well. But there's something I always loved about issue three, probably because it's the one that kind of is more definitive. It's the one where you're actually seeing the battles that people had voted on as opposed to the other ones that were just kind of setting up the conflicts. Um, so I think in a lot of ways, number three really does a lot to move forward after, you know, the first two issues kind of setting up the, the main plot and issue four trying to, you know, find a, a resolution that'll make sense. Anyways, that uh, has been the episode. Episode 800 will come out uh, in a week. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if this is going up now. This is probably going up on the 6th of August. So uh, in seven, sorry, six days, uh, you'll get the eighth anniversary of the Comic Shenanigans podcast in episode 800. Um, it's going to be a relatively pared down episode this time. I think we have three or four segments, maybe. It might be a little less. Um, but, you know, it was, it was so far I've recorded two, two segments for the show. One where we kind of talk about X-Men comics in the past year. Uh, and a little bit about cancel culture. And then um, the other installment uh, of the episode that I've already recorded was with Dan Gavazdan of the Amazing Spider Talk podcast, uh, talking about uh, his podcast and what challenges he's had over the past year and how that show has evolved over time, which I I really enjoyed being able to kind of dig into the nuts and bolts of uh, someone else's show. Anyways, that has been our episode. Thanks so much for listening. You can catch me, or sorry, you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.